Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. Happy anniversary to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast and welcome to our very first recorded episode of our anniversary episodes. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. And of course, as always, it's your loudmouth loudmouth co-host, MJ. Coming at you, super excited. This is awesome. Stevie, happy friendiversary. We've been so busy with this. (laughs) This is me. We've been so busy with this podcast and like getting this anniversary shit ready that we have not sat down and realized that this is also our friend anniversary. <laughs> oh my god! It technically, our friend anniversary though happened when the anniversary of Love and Hockey, which is in um, which was you know you know a couple months ago. A couple months ago. So I mean, te- I guess we kept technically passed it, but. At the same time, I guess, I don't know. We're somewhere in the middle. We were, like, in the middle yeah, of Yeah, we were kind of, like, new friends, but then we got really close, like, right around now. This is our friend anniversary. Right. We're making this our friend anniversary. Absolutely. So, let's just, for a second, just look back, Stevie. Just look <laughs> back. Let's take like, a trip down memory lane. Let's have a trip down memory lane. From the first episode we ever recorded was in my apartment in Virginia and I was in my bedroom. I had no office. I was in my bedroom. Literally. Oh my, I can't. I literally can't. And then I would record episodes in my kitchen because I had no office. Do you remember that? Yeah. You were sitting Uh, in your kitchen. And I would, I would turn my kitchen table so that my blue ass wall was behind me. So it looked like I had an office and not like my whole ass sink and shit behind me. Oh my God. I feel like this podcast has come so far. I feel like we as individuals have come extremely far. And I am just thankful for every single person who's listened this whole year. And been on. I mean, man, you got to think it was almost a year ago. So this episode is one of, well, yeah, one of 14. So on September 18th, which is in 14, 13 days, um, it will be the first anniversary of the very first episode we posted, which was called When Bloggers and Authors Collide. And that's when I was in my bedroom. Yep. And, and we did that one at 1.30 in the morning. Oh my God, we did! <laughs> we oh told God. the story about how MJ ordered a microphone and it she got, got straws. straws. That I kept. <laughs> she was trying to save way. the turtles. That I kept, by the way. I still have those mother effing straws. She too. still uses them. I use those straws. <laughs> I yes, I do. And I just oh. think, yeah. So like, thank you to everybody who's listened. Thank you to everybody who's came on the podcast. That's like, you know, been amazing. Anybody who's done a giveaway with us, donated oh. a book. You know, sent sent us books to read. Send us books to read, spread the word about us, anything of that nature. We really, really appreciate it. It's been a wild ride and we cannot wait for like 20 more years. If I know. And what's crazy though is I think when we first, this first idea happened, obviously we were in full lockdown at the time. Yeah. And I don't think we ever thought that this was going to be as big as it is. No. And 
it has been a very special experience for MJ and I. MJ and I have become best friends because of it. Like, we talk <laughs> all the time. So emotional, Rena. Then, of course, you add in all the authors that we spent hours with and laughed with and um, just had such good time with, who we've and now become the- really good friends with. All of the, yeah, all of the friends we've made along the way, you know? I mean, look at Alexis. Alexis has been on here twice now, and she has become one of our really good friends. Yeah, like, shout, like, genuinely, shout out to, like, this podcast for making, like, like, Saffron Kent is now, like, one of, like, my closest friends, and, like, I talked to her because of this podcast. K-Money, we never would have met K-Money. Money if it wasn't for her. (laughs) And it's, like, I yeah I've I have made some of the you know some even JC though JC was the same way like JC was like I want to come on the podcast she was ah yes so I mean so we definitely Michelle B but oh my I cannot believe I forgot Michelle she's gonna kick my ass Michelle B. Michelle was like one of the first friends that we made from this podcast and I had talked to her Valentine's Day episode oh my god that was so much fun honestly I yeah the friends and connections I've made because this podcast has just been genuinely amazing I mean look at us with Candy Steiner though and Willow Winters and Jen Sterling oh my god and because this podcast I get get to talk to like some people that genuinely have like inspired my entire journey as an indie author like let's just not brush over that like my mental heart attack when I talk to Candy Steiner well if we'll just flash on back to that point so we're going to fill you guys in on what's going to happen over the next 13 days. Um, well, 12 days now at this point. But we're going to give you guys a little bit of, we're not going to announce anything yet because we're going to make you guys listen to the episodes in order to find out who's coming. Yep. So you are, you guys are going to get episodes every day. Like every day. for. So we're going to kick this. Obviously, if you guys have been, if you're listening to this, you saw yesterday that we were live with Jen um, Sterling and Willow Winters and Candy Steiner. That was day one. This is day two. Super fun experience. Super awesome. Yes. That's and it. now we are moving forward and we still have 13 authors that are coming on. Yeah. Actually, it's and a little more than 13. You want to know who they are. You got to listen. Right, so at the end of every episode, we will tell you who is coming next. Um, you will not be able to find it anywhere else except when you listen to the podcast. Um, we it. will be, we also will tell you that we are doing giveaways every day. Yep. So make sure you're following our Instagram. Um, we have today, you can... Enter the giveaway for single parent paperbacks. Um, I won't say how many because that you'll just have to go and get all the details from our Instagram. But it is going to be a lot of fun. And to kick everything off, we're bringing back an oldie but a goodie. An oldie but a goodie. I love love that. We are bringing back one of my favorite people. And that is... Harlow Ray. Whoop, whoop. This is her second time here because God love her. She was one of our like our third episode that we ever recorded. Yeah, yeah. So she's coming back and 
you got to think at the time she was here last time she was pregnant <gasps> oh my god she has a baby now right oh my god that's a baby who is like seven months old <laughs> oh my god even like thinking about that i literally can't actually she'll she's almost a year old i think at this point but yeah she uh so harlow ray is here she is going to be joining us for some fun questions and we cannot wait super exciting super exciting i can't wait so do you just want to go ahead and jump right on and get on and talking to her i think we're gonna do that yes we are all right peace out peace and love bye guys head on over one go Thank you so much for joining us on our anniversary episode. Harlow Ray, welcome to the podcast again. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Congratulations on the big anniversary. Thank you. We were also talking about in the intro how it's also like mine and Stevie's friendiversary. We've been so, well, Stevie's been so consumed. Like I've been assisting slightly. I do graphics (laughs) about it. Um, But um, Stevie's been like, we've been so consumed with like doing things for the anniversary that we forget that it's like our friendiversary also. Oh, yeah, I know. So it's like, oh my God, Stevie, we've been friends for like, you know, a year now. How cool is that? But yeah, so um, we're super excited to have you. Thank you for joining us again. Like I said earlier, um, we're not much more professional than we were when we started. Oh, you guys are professional to begin with. Um, but yeah, uh, super stoked to have you. And uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into questions about something like Hate, which is your um, newest release. So yeah. I'm going to let Stevie take the first one. And then, or do you want me to take the second one? It doesn't matter. I can okay, go first. Okay. Well, since the last time you were here, you have released a few more books. <laughs> yeah, not that many. I mean, I can't. I can't remember. I think it's three. Child was live when we. Yes, because I think uh, that one came out in February. Oh my God, the cover of that book. Or no, Left for Wild was what? This. Which one came out in February? Uh, left for Wild. Loved. Leave yeah. and loved. Oh my God. Not for a while, I released in the fall, which is when I know we, we talked, but I wasn't sure if it was live or not when we talked. Um, but yeah, Leave Them Loved was in February. And then, yeah, Something Like Hate was in June. So, yeah. So, what was your inspiration for this? Because this is an enemies to lover billionaire story. <laughs> this is a complete change from what you've done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you know, I've kind of been, yeah, just, just testing the waters with a few different things. No, so actually, last year I got this just general idea to do this like quad pod friendship um, kind of, you know, standalone series where these you know, four girls are graduating college and then they all kind of go in their separate directions. So I had the general tropes um, that I wanted and I started with Leave Him Loved. So Leave Him Loved is kind of the first with Andrea's story. And I'm gonna say run out of cover for Leave Him Loved, that man on that cover, Lord God. <laughs> oh my gosh, I stuck him on Instagram and yeah. Woo, it's- These eyeballs. It's a I good would, one. <laughs> oh my God. I would love uh, to look his face. <laughs> he's very he's very inspirational I tell you. <laughs> um so and yeah so that one was a little different well not that but it was you know small town and then um in that book we kind of see you know vanna and i just she's a very strong <laughs> strong character and i knew when i was planning that one of the books was going to be extreme enemies to lovers like i've always wanted to do one that was just like over the top like hate fest yeah. um and Vanna was, you know, the perfect, 
the perfect heroine what's that I said, perfect girl to be in that kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's snarkalicious and she wasn't going to take any crap from anybody. Um, so I mean, the initial inspiration was just like wanting to, yeah, just dive into this like really extreme angsty, like testing boundaries and pushing, you know, power struggles and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and yeah, she just like fit the role and then Landon kind of came along too and being a billionaire it was because of the cover the image um that he became a billionaire because i bought the image february 2020 yeah i don't know if you can see it but so then i was like well he looks very rich (laughs) i mean why settle for a millionaire when you can make him a billionaire um but yeah it's definitely the first um billionaire i've done so well you did it you did it well. So Thank our you. favorite couple on this podcast is always going to be Grady and Sutton. But Landon, True, because I, I would like to also state the fact that I do have a sticker on my laptop that says uh, Grady's Girl and it's got the t-shirt. Oh yeah. I love that sticker. So, um, but Landon and Vanna are close seconds for us. So what was your favorite part about writing their story? So oh, that's... My, I guess my favorite part was coming up with how they were going to get back at each other, you know, like the little like prank war. Yeah. Um, sh- chandelier is probably, gosh, she got me laughing pretty hard. Um, that, that part and just, you know, trying to be creative and thinking about ways that they could just kind of like dig at each other without going too far because yeah, they were still technically supposed to be, you know, professionals. Um, but I also think just trying to make people like this book when they're like, <laughs> I kept telling my betas, I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to hate these assholes. They're going to hate them. Just, no. no. The fact that people actually like it. I mean, that was really fun for me. So We love an enemies to lovers moment. Okay. And there's it. something definitely really good about hate sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you fun. do enemies to lovers. It's true. Oh. It doesn't get much better than that. So yummy. Literally cannot even do um so something like hey we did talk about how it's not your typical romance because there is a lot van is full of snark and she's very got a lot of wit about her um what do you think was so different about the other books besides it being the billionaire and enemies to lovers yeah what was different about something like hate compared to my other books Yeah. yeah just like the characters in general oh yeah well i would definitely say i had to realize that or remind myself that this was a romance and that um there had to be some happy moments <laughs> like, I think I got to the point where I was almost like 70% of the way and I was like oh you know they're gonna have to make up or like I don't what and that was like really different for me my books are usually very like swoony and there's a lot of like you know tender feels in there like even in the beginning um but this one was just very angry most of the time and I know that that's what a lot of people are digging at it which I knew I mean I knew people are not going to love this book like a lot of people aren't going to love this book but I think that that is the fun of it too and that makes it kind of different stand out is that it's a romance but it's also <laughs> it's also like a you, you know it's a fight to get to that romance yeah yeah, yeah. So. enemy lovers is one of my favorite tropes so like give me all of the right. like <laughs> I saw this TikTok, dead ass. It is, I'm not even, I don't know if you've ever read Throne of Glass by um, Sarah J. Mass. I haven't, I I own it, but I have to read it, I know. Okay, so 
Rowan Whitethorn is like the king. Like literally, if somebody came down from the heavens and was like, "You can have one fictional boyfriend come to life," boom, it's him, because he's gorgeous. But their story is an enemies to lovers, and they like get into physical altercations when they first meet. Like they are from two different. Um, well, I guess like in today's, I, I don't really like. I guess cultures would be kind of the way to explain it. But in their book, it's like two different. Uh, uh powers i guess yeah like, it's like fantasy i know i read a yeah. lot of fantasy stuff but yeah and so his family hates the her like kind or whatever right and so like they get into physical altercations like i mean he punched her like right in the throat Ooh. <laughs> like, i was like bro i was like i saw this tiktok and it was like when he punches you in the throat and tells you that he wishes you were never born and it was like but, it was yeah. like this girl who was like fanning herself and i was like <laughs> same though same though <laughs> i know i love those tiktoks where they're like you know am i do i like this do i find this attractive and they're like mm, yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? It's like, is this turning me on no yeah, yeah. <laughs> do i like this oh no well um i do so oh my god and then you have that trend going on right now where it's like people post like where it's like they carved their initials into her leg when they pissed when they pissed them off and then they're like they carved their initials into their leg and I was like bro this is iconic I love this I love TikTok book talk is popping it's the best I know I love it it's so, so fun what surprised you most about this book like when you were writing it was it the plot the characters the inspiration etc what uh what's the I think what surprised me is that I mean I how easily like I fell into it and um like that even though they're angry and there's a lot of hate like they're still very passionate um so I think it's also just like how much I enjoyed writing it which and I don't know what that says about me but no, <laughs> like we were just talking about like should I like this no that um you know just yeah how much they like hate each other yeah like that angry like hate sex stuff like I don't know it's just it's the like, best bro work just like fly but there weren't like a whole bunch of surprises, although there, and I can't really say it, but like at the end, the, you know, the main like conflict twist that kind of sprang up on me one night and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. So that was kind of a fun surprise. Like when, <laughs> what Landon, you know, suggests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that you can just think about that, what that might mean. <laughs> I love that that, I love that, that was a surprise for me because I actually had um, a different, initially I had like a different idea planned but I'm you know obviously a pantser I don't plot my books so but we wing it yeah I let the characters kind of decide I mean I have like a general broad idea but then yeah, yeah things happen all right CB you can take general book questions the first one's for general book questions now so take it away. all right so out of all the books you have written so far is there any book that you favor over another oh it's like well, choosing a favorite child i know well and i think i said this i mean so breaker will always have this like super special place because it's just um i don't know just like writing it like it gave me like so many like deep feels and there's just like something about that happy something bro that, that happy something sends me every time bro yeah and i'll just i'll never get over it you know it's been like two years and i'm still you like see the blue oh, cover right writing. there you know, yeah. so like, I don't know that I'm ever gonna eat that. You know, it's just something in that cover. 
Grady is just yeah. I love literally, her. Literally, I will just occasionally. I keep, I bought it, so it's on my Kindle, right? And I will just occasionally just go on my Kindle and I'll just type in "happy something" and I'll just yeah. like go and like read those little moments between the two of them, and I'm like, oh, not me having a mental breakdown again. Oh. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, I know I'm not supposed to be a favorite, but that's definitely, I mean, whenever I say it in that book, it just, it, you know, it always like sells really well. It's always like really well received. Like people really enjoy that it's like gritty, but it's also like overly sweet, you know, and yeah, yeah. it's kind of this like rare combination that I don't think a lot of times happens. So plus you get a twist in there with all the stuff with Grady and oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my heart. I know. Yeah. So I don't know. That's it. That's the one that I always say because, it, um, yeah. And there's I always something that I'm gonna be like able to beat him. Oh yeah, and the brother's <laughs> best friend trope. So that was like the first brother's best friend. I hadn't done it yet, but I was like, oh, yeah. this is a vibe. So mm-hmm. would you ever consider either adding more books to Silo Springs or maybe write a next generation? Yeah. Oh, I've I've thought about it or um doing like a crossover. Oh. So, the problem is that my books kind of take place all over the you know there's like this huge random spectrum but I did at the end of Breaker I mean the second epilogue I brought them to uh, ask me why yeah so I tied them into yeah to ask me why but at the same time that was just like a random vacation but I was thinking more of like the small towns like somehow I don't I haven't quite figured it out yet but mesh they mesh together because yeah. listen, I'm gonna, I want to see yeah or just somehow out. like doing a crossover between some of my books like I kind of did it with I did it with something like hate and ask me why also because of Brant's yeah you know he needed just some more time <laughs> he, he will always need more time <laughs> I would love to see a gray and a gradient soot and child I would yeah love, I, I would know love. that we were obviously hinted like it was given to us in that epilogue so right and then yeah but there's no but yeah no she could well she's not really friends with because I, I guess by the time loner came out like she maybe would have had the baby but anyways like well, listen, be- if you plan on doing it mark us on down for reading it even if it's just you know because sometimes we have these extra projects that authors are like oh do you want to just like be part of this little I don't know you know like newsletter builders or anthologies and then you can write like additional something and so it could be I don't know a side project for that or unless I do a second generation that would be fun I'd be here for it that's all I'm saying because everybody I do get asked about Ollie's story with you know Brant's son so I'm just we're here for it yeah that's another one I would love to say yeah so your favorite question I do. I, and I, I would love to write his book, so, but I think it will be a little while because I have to figure out how to happen. I'm We're patient. Not, I, I am patient. just like the, not the plotter in me. So sometimes I get caught up on like, how am I going to make all of this work? But. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could pick one of your books to become a TV series or a movie, which one would you choose and who would you cast in the roles? <laughs> oh my gosh that's such a hard that's a hard question um well I always feel like I'm a total um like small town um rom-com junkie so yeah, I mean yeah. I think leave him loved would be hilarious 
Oh my god. Like I think it would be a really good one. Like this girl. And I think I don't know. I I actually haven't watched a lot of Virgin River, but I th- I think it has kind of the same vibe where she, you know, there's like this city girl who gets like transplanted into the country, like total country, and then there's just like fumbling around. I mean, I think it would be really hilarious. Like Dixie. Yeah, yeah, like Heart of Dixie. Okay, yeah. Gosh, yeah. I forgot about that because I haven't seen that in a really long time too. But yeah, so I think that that would be a really fun one. But I guess now maybe we're that we're talking about it. It's been it's already been done. But it would be fun if it was. <laughs> but it's not been done with your characters, so that's yeah, awesome. that's true. And plus, you know, then there's four other. If we're gonna put it in a series, there's gonna be four books, and you know, this Friends. So yeah, it would keep going. Yeah, exactly. And then when we would get Vanna and and I think and Landon, that would be great on television. That's all I gotta say. That would be great. Yeah, look, it is a time where all of our like these contemporary authors are becoming putting their things in movies. I know. And look at BB Easton. I'm here for it. I'm here for the full frontal. That's fine. Like they can. Bro, episode three, (laughs) twenty minutes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, but the eggplant. Oh my gosh, that was seriously. Like, I had not seen um, the TikToks when I had started watching it, right? So I obviously didn't know it was going to happen. And I'm watching it, like, cut it up on my couch and got, like, my Snuggie on. And, like, I'm just, like, you know, like, watching. And I, like, literally had to, like, sit up, take my glasses off and be like, oh my God. And then they yeah. wrote an article on, they wrote an article. I cannot remember. I think, it, I don't know, remember what fucking magazine or whatever wrote an article, but about how it was like his real like dick or whatever. And I was like, bro, this is not happening. But then he's right. dating the lead actress. Oh, really? See, I didn't. In real life. So, I mean, if that was my boyfriend, I'd be totally okay with letting people see Dude. what I have. Well, that's just bragging rights right there. So, I mean. And then the TikToks of the husband seeing it. There yeah. was one husband who I literally sat there and laughed for at least like 30 minutes. He was like, when he watched it, he was like, that's a fucking weapon. And I was like, oh my God, dude, I, it was too much. But yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. So who would you cast for your leading roles? Do you know who you would have as, you know? I have no idea. I mean. I would t- I would totally take the cover model for Reeve. I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. If we could do, if we could transport Ian Summerhalder back a few years and make him Ooh, a little older, that would work. I, I don't, see, I don't, I don't watch a lot of. I feel like I haven't seen any movies. Like I don't even know who with this age group, other than like you know they have all these Netflix stars and I don't even know their names. So it's hard <laughs> for me to say like. Ooh, like, you could use Jacob Eldroy as Reeve. See, I don't, I don't know who that is. Oh, my effing God. Have you ever watched Euphoria? No. You ever watched The Kissing Booth? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, this is like I watch all of the shows, but they don't like. So, Noah in The Kissing Booth. um, Okay. But I think if you had him like a little bit more edgier, and he does, like in Euphoria, he's a bit more of an edgier character than he is. And I always find him way more attractive in Euphoria than I ever did in The Kissing Booth. So, um, yeah, I think he would make a good brief. Oh yeah, that would work. Um, so what is next for you in 2021? So I'm currently writing Clea's book. So she's the third friend mm-hmm. of this quad pod. So her book is a neighbors to lovers, single dad. <gasps> well, we're here for a single dad. And I'm gonna throw in a little 
brother's best friend business because I think he's going to be friends with her, her brother because she lives with her brother. So I think I'm just going to do like, but he, the, one. <laughs> he's got, he's giving me like serious Grady vibes because he's very broody and broken and like really that. like withdrawn you know and doesn't well, when he's got a kid is okay can you tell me if it's a girl or a boy the kid it's a girl oh my god yes i love a brody hero with a little girl walking around like he's so soft for her but he's right. such a dickhead in real life oh god send me there's a scene i'll spoil alert there's a scene already like in the beginning where they're playing barbies and he's like totally in over his head and it's really cute <laughs> i'm literally send. i literally send me sign me up please god please. yeah so and I don't, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm, I'm not that far into it yet, but I am like writing every day, you know, so I'm hoping to be done writing it at the end of August. And so I hopefully can release it in October. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Please. Jesus. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. fingers oh crossed. I'm, excited well. I'm excited. Okay. So that is our last general book question. And we're going to move on to writing questions. Um, so you were one of the first episodes that we really ever did. I think like she was like, what episode, like, like three, three or something like that. <laughs> so well, you, guys, you guys popped my podcast, Jerry. So <gasps> let's just like, like, yeah, I love it. So we basically, um, have changed like a little bit of the questions. However, if you re- recall us asking you a similar question, just tell us that we've asked you already and move forward. Um, <laughs> yeah like wrap it up but um so tell me how many unpublished and half finished finished books do you have because I know like multiple authors who come on here and they're like yeah I've got like four like just chilling that are like not finished oh yeah so I guess it depends on how much I have tons of like ideas that I've have paragraphs for but they're not necessarily half written by any means. I mean, I, I have never gotten halfway through a book and then ditched it to start a different book, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I have one like half done novella, maybe something. I don't know. I wrote it before I started publishing. So I have that and I don't know if I'll ever do anything necessarily with it, but otherwise I don't, I don't have, anything that's sitting unpublished um because it's I mean I have stuff that's on for newsletters so it's not technically published on like Amazon but it's out there um yeah otherwise I have a bunch of just ideas in the hopper that I haven't I don't know if I'll ever write them but (laughs) they're sitting there (laughs) so if you could tell your younger writing self anything what would it be I would definitely say uh don't be intimidated and then just uh pull the trigger and publish the book I mean it took me three years when I first started writing my book I mean I've always loved writing like ever since I was really little but um you know once this huge new like romance wave started I was getting really back into reading romance like 2012 you know yeah. And I think I started writing my book in 2013, 2014, but I didn't publish it till 2017. So I would definitely, what? Said, oh my God, Harlow. I know. So that one, had you asked me the question, that one sat unpublished for a while because I was too chicken shit. So, um, <laughs> and I think a lot of people are, you know, it's a very intimidating thing to put your work out there um, and 
I will say, I mean, it, it is horrifying to receive like negative reviews. I mean, you kind of sadly get over it and get used to it, but um, yeah, when people are like ripping you apart, I mean, so that I think can hold a lot of people back, but at the same time, it's so gratifying to know even one person who likes your book or just knowing that people are reading it and yeah, it's like awesome. It's very super like it's totally worth it. Exactly. Exactly. It's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. So do you try to be more original or do you deliver to your readers what they want? Well, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm all, uh, and I think it's gotten into me into a little bit of trouble. No, um, I, I like to do what I want to do. Um, so I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I wrote left yeah left for a while and knowing that it was like completely this like weird random story um com- and I didn't know if it was gonna sell well but I also like to write what I like to read too so yeah and it just so happens that I, you know I found readers to like that and so which is good because I, I, I try not to you know go out too far off the beaten path but at the same time if I'm if I want to write like an extreme hate to lovers romance then I'm gonna do it and hopefully you guys will read it hopefully my readers will trust me (laughs) yeah but so for example I mean I've had people be like oh are you ever gonna write a reverse harem and I'm like no I can't do that (laughs) maybe like a little too far off the path like I know that that's the market and it's really hot right now but I'm like I don't think I have that like I don't know where I would even start with that you know so so many but I think that's typical. Like, I, you know, you have to kind of stay on brand too. Yeah. I'm not just like going to go off and start writing like super dark yeah, reverse harems. So that wouldn't really make sense <laughs> when I have books like, you know, leave them loved and watch <laughs> But so. so what other authors are you friends with and how do they help you become a better writer? Oh, that's a good question. So I think you guys said KK. Oh, wasn't that maybe supposed to say that? But you because KK, KK's episode's been out. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> well, you told me like that this is going to be the first one of your, and so I wasn't sure if you just had pre-recorded her for like later. Okay, anyways. Yeah. So, but, so KK was on here. So KK Allen is one of my really close friends and Heather Orgeron um, and Kate Farlow, LK Farlow. Yeah. Um, like Tia Louise. So we all, and I talk with these ladies a lot um I've been friends with them for a really long time but they definitely made me better because I just feel like there's this level of regardless how stupid your question is or how ridiculous you know the paragraph is that you write to them that like does this make sense like I it's like a no judgment zone you know what I mean just to have that camaraderie so yeah have you ever met any of them in person Hmm? have you ever met any of them in person yes so Heather and KK and I were in an anthology together mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. And then after that, we met in Boston at the talk book signing. And then after, after that, it was just, we like blossomed into this beautiful friendship. Um, and we like, <laughs> we met on the beach. We took like a retreat on the beach and I flew to Shameless just to hang out with them. I wasn't signing. <laughs> so, and then we... <laughs> We all saw each other. Well, then they came to New Orleans in last February before the pandemic struck. Yeah. Like I was at a signing and so then they came. So that was the last time that I saw them, but. 
I am trying to convince my author friends to go on a writing retreat. We're going. Yeah. Remember, we're planning one. We're going. It's so I, beautiful to do that. I mean, and, and you don't get a lot of writing done, but the bonding is. <laughs> See, that's what I, I love the honesty about that. I want to get writing done so badly, though. So, this is my theory, right? This is my plan. So, we're going to go to Love and Boulder, okay? Oh, yeah. And we're going to extend our trip a little bit from after the signing to like do the retreat or whatever. And I was like, I was like, I don't know why anybody, nobody is taking this. Listen, this is what I want to do. I literally just want to go grocery shopping for like however long we're going to be there and put like everything in the refrigerator so we don't ever have to leave the the, the complex where we're staying at. Because we're going to do an Airbnb. So we're just stay there. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to stay there and we're going to have designated writing times. Okay. I have to get work done. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm just going to end up being the antisocial one. Ain't going to happen. She'll end up drinking, and then it's it will be fine. We'll all be like, well, right? No, I mean, don't go to our asses. I haven't done too many writing retreats, but the ones that I have done, I mean, we did write, and we had, you know, we had carved out like several hours throughout the days. But then we would go on the beach. But it's not always necessarily about sitting there writing. Like we were talking about plotting. You know, we were helping each other. Yeah, figure out our stories and stuff like that too. So it's also just nice being you know in face to face with people of like like-minded who are writing book uh, writing a book and you know what I mean so yeah because then you don't feel as alone because you're like bro I literally hate this fucking whole paragraph and they're like it's same me too like they understand <laughs> that or you're also like okay what's your work you know like you're racing or I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you know it just it's different when you're in person so my last writing question to you is do you read your book reviews and how do you deal with bad or good ones I do. Uh, I try, I mean, I don't read all of them, but sometimes I'll read them just to see if, so a lot of one-star reviews are just really nasty. And I just yeah. feel like a lot of times people are just out to be nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I guess they are a little bit, they are critical and um, constructive criticism, but not but still like can be really nasty. Anyway, so I'll read them every once in a while. Not, I, I try and stay away from one stars because like I said, a lot of times they're just like out to be mean. Yeah. Um, but especially like three stars and at, you know, four stars, like there is a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, they're right. Like I could have done that better. Like yeah. I can actually learn from, you know, moving forward if they're like, oh, it's just something like hate. There was too much banter apparently. I mean, I don't know. The thing. <laughs> um, I would have read that review and been like, oh, okay, add to cart. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, I just got a one star review for something I hate. And they're like, this whole book is just like snarky banter. And I'm like, I don't understand what. Add to cart. What is the why problem? Is, like, why is that a problem? Add to cart. Look, I'm saying. one of those people who like, who read the bad reviews. And yeah. Because most of the time I will read them. You know, me too. I so with other books like that I'm interested in, like I'll read the negative reviews and I'm like, oh, there's too much sex. That's that's Add to like the book I need. Literally, when I'm looking for dark romance reads, especially dark romance read, because I like dark, like gritty shit, right? I'll go to yeah. the bars and it's like they're so mean to her. Yeah. They do these crazy shit to them. And I'm like, oh, okay, add to cart. So- yeah, they're like, <laughs> the author didn't want us that there'd be butt stuff. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great to me. Like, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> me up, bro. But I think three-star reviews are where you're going to find the most, like, constructive criticism. Right. Because it's like, right yeah. there giving you a four, 
and they're right there giving you a two. So it's like, what did I do to, you know, like what can I do to like make that three or four or something like that, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of times also with four star reviews, it's just, um, and it depends on the reviewer because a lot of times, I mean, four stars are like five stars, you know, or like a lot of reviewers reserve five stars for, you know, like epic, epic, epic books, which makes sense. So but yeah, the three stars, you can, I can usually get a decent amount of like, oh yeah, there, that's true. I guess I could work on that. Exactly. So, so I do read them, but it's also like with a grain of salt. Yeah. If I like see a one-star review, like happen to like look at it. Cause I don't go seeking out for them. Cause it's just like, yeah, I just know it's going to fuck like, it's going to fuck <laughs> my head up. So it's like, if I happen to stumble across one and I read it, I like go read a four star just to like make myself feel a little bit better. Right. Like, so it'd be like, okay, it's all right. I'm and who, was it, who was it that told us um, for every one star review you have, go to your favorite author and read their Alexis Winners. Yeah. And then it would make her feel better. She was like, That's so true. Especially on yeah, good it's like a book that you love and yeah. cherish with your entire heart, right? Yeah. And it's like, let's go look at their reviews and then you look at the one stars for those. Like Achilles, Song of Achilles is probably one of my all time favorite books ever. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, there's no possible way that anybody could ever hate this book. And like, go to the reviews and there's like a ton of one stars. And I'm like, WGF! What the fuck? This is like right. a work of art. I know, that just goes to show, I mean, obviously we already know that, but that, yeah, reading is yeah, full of yeah, opinions, and, which it's makes selective. it, you know, it's a beautiful thing, like what one book is going to be for somebody, but yeah, favorite of somebody else, so. Exactly, so that is my final writing question, and I'm going to let Stevie take her portions of reading questions, so take it away, pal. Okay, so what attracts to a book? The cover, the blurb, or a recommendation? Um, so first, I, I the bl- the blurb. Um, recommendations, though. I I mean, I guess like so. If somebody tells me that they just read this book and it's like really great and it has you know faded mates, like I love paranormal, um, then I'll be like, okay, great, I'll read it. Um, but also a book yeah mostly the blurb because covers can be especially with fantasy and paranormal yeah um, you know they're not necessarily like a beautiful shirtless man that I'm used to with romance like regular. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the cover can can usually be like you know that's fine but the blurb definitely will sell me so that's something that I always with my books do I especially try to work make sure that it really is like gonna sell the book because I think I think that's the case for a lot of people is that they look at the blurb yeah I'm a cover whore same <laughs> no I love covers I, but I, I mean it wouldn't necessarily like keep me away from reading it you know or, yeah, that's yeah. true too totally understand but I've definitely one clicked a book based on the cover alone without even knowing what it's about. So. Oh, there you go, MJ. Tell her your story about how the book is <laughs> up on your shelf right now. I literally, literally bought, I literally was scrolling through Instagram. And I feel like I've told every single author this on this podcast. But I was literally scrolling through Instagram and Claire Contreras, it was when she first released Fables and Other Lies. Oh, yeah. And I saw that fucking cover and I was like, I don't even know what this is about, but I'm going to buy it. Immediately went to Amazon, bought it. I just read the blurb yesterday <laughs> and I have had this book for like what four or five months Stevie yeah and it took me telling her that it was a gothic romance for me to be like oh I'm gonna take that off the <laughs> it's That's like hilarious. 
literally love the cover though like congratulations claire because that shit is like awesome but i do want to read it because it is gothic romance i didn't know it was gothic romance so i was like yeah i know <laughs> there those cover i know but that's the thing like some covers i'm like oh, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put it in there exactly. and we'll see what it's about later i guess <laughs> what's your favorite underappreciated book oh that's a tough one well because there's so many there's so many paranormal books that I feel like are really underappreciated um and that's what I've been reading a lot lately I guess so right now I feel like Cursed by K.K. Allen um I read that like it just didn't I mean I don't know like why necessarily or but I don't think um it's gotten seen by a lot of eyes yet but now she's put it into Kindle Unlimited so that might have maybe had something to do with the it. reviews that she's gotten on this book that she keeps sharing on TikTok are cracking me up. Yeah. So I love that book, like the series. And I know that Curse is only the first book, but it was, I mean, it's just like so good. And I feel like, yeah, it's not necessarily getting the attention that it deserves. Um, and I mean, there's, there's a lot of them like that. Um, I'm trying to think of other books that, that I've read recently. And I don't know. But that one, you know, I feel like, especially because she's my friend and I know that she deserves to be seen by everybody and that that book should be read by everybody. So. I know MJ was on here, when she was on here, MJ was trying to guess the plot. I was, I was trying to guess the plot. Um, and it's, at current, it's, I've already bought it. Like I bought it before it went on KU and it's like on my Kindle. I just am writing right now, but it's like on my list because when she came on, um, I didn't even know that she was writing a like enchanted gods kind of like the I didn't even know she was writing it and I was like I'm sorry what did you say yeah <laughs> what did you say I want to read this yes well yeah, yeah. And it's, you know if you've read any of her books I mean her writing is so so good and so this just brings out a whole nother like side of her writing and I think it really shines too because it's you know it's mythical and there's you know just those magical elements and stuff like that where she could really kind of I think play with a different side of a side of it so yeah I recommend it to anybody who and even if you don't necessarily read fantasy because it's not overly crazy I mean it's not like they're in the depths of hell but it's like modern fantasy that's what she was yeah. like explaining so right I mean I'm excited I can't wait to read it good. yeah no it's really good <laughs> so who are some of your favorite authors to read um well so I just finished Tia Louise's book Trouble I just bought it yesterday I'm so oh, excited yeah I did a TikTok I was like all scrubbalicious and it was so <laughs> um well because I read a lot of my friends I read a lot of my friends books so like um yeah like Heather's and KK's and Tia's and um I read Candy Steiner's Say Yes that was really fun because it's like 90s nostalgia um <gasps> say oh my god I loved that book I loved that book waitlist from her will always be my favorite but so yes it's really good and it you know it just like gives you those like old school feels which was really fun but uh, yeah and then um I'm trying to think who else I've read recently so and I don't even know I'm so excited about um death by Laura Thelson like I'm so excited um but yeah I don't know those are my favorites like and I haven't read I'm trying to think of 
the paranormal ones that I've read too. Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Zoe. <laughs> she just released a book, and I can't. I can't remember. And Heather got me in this like I don't know if you guys know Gemma James, but I was reading that like Zodiac Queen series. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to stop because I wasn't getting anything done with my That's life. Literally me. <laughs> um, I read three of them. That's like they're so addicting. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah I binged those. Zoe Draven. Zoe Draven. Is, <laughs> she's the one that has this series of like yeah they're aliens but they're you know human enough that. So Ice Planet Barbarians, when that fucking thing blew up on TikTok. I had read those. And then I read I read the first two, I think, which is enough sometimes. Just like, <laughs> I've already read them. But I was like, I, I don't think I can fall down this hole that deep again. <laughs> yeah, like I literally like, so I had not, I had not heard of them. Okay. But I'm like a huge fan of Avatar, like of the book. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm a huge fan of Avatar. Okay. And, um, like been by, like been waiting since I was like fucking, you know, whenever Avatar first came out for a second one and it's taking Helen forever for it. Yeah. But I love that. And I saw it on TikTok and I was like, oh my God, these are just like avatars. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, was like, I think a few people dressed up like them and they went all out. Have seen the TikToks of the women dressing their men, painting their men blue? Gosh, yeah, that was, those are really hilarious. Bro, I can't, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, I, so that's what I really love about TikTok too, is that it's and get, bringing back, because Ice Planet Barbarians has been around for a really long time. Yeah. And I think it's just opening up a lot of people to this, to these other romances. Yeah. Um. So, which is really fun. Like, look at this. Alien smut. Alien smut is, I'm here for it. Me too. (laughs) I think it was Kat and I that were talking about TikTok in general, about how you fall down these rabbit holes Mm -hmm. on TikTok and you follow the most outrageous accounts. I know. That, like, I follow, (laughs) I follow, I was, fell down a rabbit hole the other day about watching car repossessions. And I was just like, this is so entertaining. If somebody saw my TikTok for you page, they would be like, what? That's what I'm saying, though, because I follow the people that organize their kitchens, and then I follow, like, inspectors. To the brim! (laughs) Right, and then you get all those. I know, I I think I'm following this, like, one, like, this... um, I don't know if you know I think it's his name is Squishy the squirrel oh my gosh she's so cute but then I get like all of these like adorable animals and then the next one is like the super raunchy romance so yeah it's like all TikTok's the best I love it the algorithm yeah. man yeah, yeah. the beautiful awesome. thing they switch it up really nice you know it's lovely so do you prefer e-readers or physical copies I uh yeah Kindle Kindle Unlimited is my friend so, that is nice. also I I think Kindle needs to sponsor me with KU because that's all I ever read on anymore. And, and you know what? And I think this is I'm still kind of convinced it's a glitch, but they let me have 20 books. What the fudge? Right? What the hell is that? I need that. It what happened. Happens? It happened in May, like the end of May. All of a sudden, I was just I know I knew I had returned a bunch of books, and then it just kept letting me like loan borrow 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 I was like, I literally like a lot of books and then I went and counted and I was like I have I have 20 books and I'm then so I was look at mine gosh they're changing things 
Well, and they could be because they ro- they rolled out a bunch of beta programs recently for the U.S. Kindle uh, stuff and right, Kindle Bella's in beta right now for the U.S. And then they also have the um, Kindle Points system where if you buy paperback or Kindle versions, you get oh, points, right. and you get four hundred. Once you get to four hundred, it equals four dollars in uh, Kindle Kindle Amazon Kindle credits. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so it might be something like that, but I've, I'm still waiting for somebody else. I have else. 11. What? I have 11. Oh, 11. So well, hey. they must have opted. I'm going to have to look at mine. But yeah, because I was waiting for somebody, some other people. Well, because then I went and read it and others were like, oh, yeah, they're maybe rolling that out. But I haven't heard from anybody else and they haven't taken it away. So, I mean, don't take it away, please, God. Oh, it's right. It's great. Amazon, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, listen, I have so many on my TBR that I just want to just go buy and like put on there. So it's just like there so I can just like go to it or whatever. But no, then it's like you must put back a book in order to get another one. And I'm like, eh, I hate it. And I'm like, but I already read these four, but I don't really want to return them because I still like just seeing them in there. And I'm not going to lie. And I will say this because I've said this before is that there are, I think there are two books that never get returned on my Kindle at all. And one of them is Beyond the Bases by Kaylee Ryan. And I even own the paperback of that book. I also own the paperback of Breaker and that Breaker's the other one. (laughs) Right? You just, they both just sit there. I have a few few in there that they've definitely, I think one for sure has been in there since like October. I'm just like, don't want to return. But now I have 20 spots. So I definitely can always be up like three at least. Lucky for you. Now I'm gonna go look at mine. What is what was your last five star read? Oh gosh. Um, well, I finished. Let me look at my Kindle because I I already talked about trouble and curse. So let me tell you something else that I. Also, that I side note: I just want to let everybody know that Dr Pepper Zero Sugar is absolutely delicious. Oh really? I've never. Yeah. Heard. I am trying to like cut out pop, so this is like the first pop I've had in like a week. And it has zero calories and it her tastes southernness is coming out when she says pop. <laughs> what? Your southern accent comes out when you start talking about pop. Oh well. Oh um, yeah. Sorry. I didn't even I wouldn't have even called you on that, but yeah, I call it soda, I guess. But pop? I'm sorry. Okay. Soda. This soda only has zero <laughs> calories and it tastes just like regular Dr. Pepper. So Dr. Pepper, sponsor me. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, my last favorite. So I'm I just I'm reading Choosing Theo right now. Um, and it's by if you need Victoria. Oh no, I can't see her name. Aveline. That one's really super good. Um, and I read I tra- I told you already about the Zodiac Queen books, but that series isn't done yet. So if you are you know needing a completed series, but those books are really super good. Um and if you're looking for a little bit more aliens, um, Ivy, Sparks, <laughs> Ivy Sparks has some really good ones. Um, I'm just going to let you know. Okay, here's here's a funny story because I know okay. I think I told you guys a really funny story last time. So, no, because you were just asking how I choose books. So <laughs> you didn't ask me about titles. Okay. Oh, okay. Titles. The titles. I got that answer. Titles can really sometimes sell the book. So this Ivy... <laughs> So, you know, your Kindle recommends books to you, right? And all of a sudden I see Alien Seed and I'm like, oh, well, clearly I have to read that. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and she got me. I've read like three or four of her books now. Uh, 
Alien. And you know, it wasn't. So you would think by it being called Alien Seed that it's going to be like super over the top ranch. Yeah. It was actually really good. And the writing's really good. And it wasn't like there was, I think it was actually a slow burn, which hilarious. But an alien slow burn. I'm here for it. Yeah. So, and it's really, it's really spicy though, once once they get into it. Um, but anyways, so I just put up alien seed. I was like, well, got it. Me on that. <laughs> we love that. Please have that be the quip for this episode. Please have that be the quip for this episode, Stevie. Oh my god. Need to be the quip. <laughs> alien seed. Harlow loves the alien barn. I love it. <laughs> So we are moving into our last section of questions, which is our favorite portion. And we did not have these questions when you were on the podcast. So this is exciting. Okay. Um, What is your favorite trope to write and why? Well, I I love enemies to lovers. Um, (laughs) Now it just kind of depends on how like aggressive it's going to be with the enemies to lovers, but. Yeah, because you've like, you've bumped up the notches. Yeah. So, cause my first one was Gent, which I think everybody still, you know, they really liked that book for me. Um, and, it, and he was a pretty big asshole, but it was still, I mean, it was still had sweet moments. And then I went to like Brant's with Ask Me Why, and he was a really big, really big jerk. And Loner, Crawford wasn't that big of a jerk. So that was like another kind of level of enemy slivers but then there was Landon so <laughs> now there's the Landon. little by little I just find it I find those books much easier for me to write so right now the book I'm writing right now is like heavy emotional it's like packed with feels and I think you know those take me longer because they're just sometimes harder to write where you have to like step back at least for me I have to like step back more and be like oh with the enemies to lovers you're just like bam 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 like I hate you <laughs> exactly <laughs> So I have a lot of fun with those books because, yeah, and I think that they're really, they're really good just palate cleansers too, or just like emotional, like, yeah, like yeah. relief because they're yeah. fun and pretty much. So what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Oh, this is a good question. I was, I keep meaning to ask my group this because there are some, so I would really like to do like, um, the fake fiance slash like forced or you know not necessarily where there it's arranged marriage but maybe like even more aggressive where it's like a forced marriage like forced coupling you know yeah like mafia like stolen well so that's where I have to you know toe the line of I don't think I can get into mafia But she could do a marriage of convenience. But you could do like a. I could. could like a well, yeah. So I could. I I could make it my own and just figure it out. Um, because this is like one of my ideas that I have. You know, like a marriage of convenience where they've just been like assumed that they were gonna be together, but then like for some reason it's like forced. Like it's no longer a choice. I don't know. I'm still. And it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be mafia. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I also have never done like sports. I haven't done any sports and I live in Minnesota and hockey. I I feel like I should do like a hockey series. Well, MJ is our resident hockey author. So (laughs) I don't, I don't watch a lot of hockey though. So I would have to, I'm going to tell you right now, 
don't become a Minnesota Wild fan because you will be disappointed highly. No, oh, I know that already. I mean, I, <laughs> See, I, I used to have to watch hockey to know that. I used to be a North Stars fan, you know, way back in the day. And so, yeah, um, that's probably why I don't watch a lot of hockey. I mean, I, I used to watch a lot of Gophers hockey, like our Minnesota, the University of Minnesota team, and they're yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. So they don't disappoint us as much as the Wild do, but yeah. So. However, I will say I will give a congratulations to the Wild for making it to the playoffs this year. I mean, congratulations <laughs> on that front. And you guys, they almost had it. They almost, I mean, they almost had it. And then the Vegas Wild, the Vegas Golden Knights were just like, psych, sorry. How yeah, Minnesota fans weren't surprised by that. So. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, good for them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what is one trope you will never write and why? Bye. Reverse harem. <laughs> Yes, that's true. I will. I will not write a reverse arrow. It's always the tropes that I like the most. This is, so like, this is what happens. This is what happens. It goes from one extreme to another. Either yeah. authors won't write reverse harem, or they won't write my favorite, which is surprise baby. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's never in the middle. I love surprise babies. I haven't. I haven't done a secret baby, so that would be one that I would do. But yeah, uh, the reverse harem. I just yeah. I don't see myself ever being able to pull that off there's so and, many body parts in, with that involved yeah and that's why i like it where do you put all these body parts i mean i could i could show you multiple books where they very 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 detailed tell you where the i heard that there is one that's going around that there's like all five holes and i'm like what five holes um wait hold up Let's just keep- <laughs> i mean i mean alien I seed no aliens i mean i mean you have more than three holes but i mean i don't think physically your ears well, are- i know but do you really want to use those i mean exactly what i'm saying i don't think your ears would be very like happy with you <laughs> so yeah or your nose, like, yeah. your nose. Like, oh no Oh no. Why did this podcast go to really weird places? Well, see, like in Dinner really Vipers. Sorry. This is why you shouldn't invite me. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, in Dinner Vipers. Yeah, but you brought up the reverse harems again, okay? It wasn't me. So, um, so if you haven't read Dinner Vipers, don't listen to this portion, but like it has one of my favorite sex scenes in it, like ever. And that's basically just where like one of them like takes a knife and like the handle portion is in one orifice of the lady and then their body parts are in other orifices of the lady like the not the dagger portion the man I hope not the hilt the handle yeah the handle well, portion and i was like am i attracted i'm attracted to this yeah this is hot definitely okay so i guess i yeah if it's not necessarily like their penis five holes that just i need to figure out like what book people are reading is, is it like tentacle porn I bet it's like tentacles. I bet it's aliens. Like no, I don't tentacles. think so. I think it's something going around on TikTok. KK just told me about it, actually. I need to find it. I need to find We're gonna it. We're going to have to ask KK what it is. I'm going to get off of this podcast, and it's going to be on. It's me the first thing. I'm yeah, I'll have to send you the link. I, I honestly don't remember, but she was talking about, uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember. It'll be on my For You page as soon as we get off here. I know it. Yeah, because they're listening to us. Exactly. <laughs> So, Stevie, you can take the last question. Okay, so if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Um, I always, okay, well, because I don't have, I have a bunch of sisters. I always wanted to, like, fall in love with my, you know, my friend's older brother or, oh, well, yeah. you know, so, yeah, like, the brothers, 
What's that? That one's the first one we've heard. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, and growing up, I had I had a friend who had older brothers, but I wouldn't, you know, they just didn't really didn't really work out. Um, <laughs> but I always thought, you know, growing up, like- growing up, if I had an older brother. And then he would have all of these really attractive friends that I could date. Like that yeah. would be really cool. Well, I have a, I'm the oldest. So um, all of my, my closest sibling to me is about to turn 18 in like four days. Well, damn. And so all of his friends obviously are below the age of 18 and none of them, none of them are on my radar at all because I'm just like, gross. Yeah. No. And like, oh my God, have you been on? Okay, so like, I am like, I'm not like, okay, so like, I'll be on TikTok, right? And I'll be like scrolling and there'll be like super attractive guys and I'll be like, oh my God, like he would be great for like a, you know, like inspiration for like Mm -hmm. a main character. You like click on their profile and they're like 17 and I'm like, oh my God, jail. (laughs) (laughs) I am 36 and I feel like a lot of times like these guys, they're like 21 and I think about it and I'm like, oh yeah they don't that's not cool anymore is it like oh my god jail immediately for me jail but i'm like 17 year olds don't look like 17 year olds anymore and it's like stressing me out stressing me out i know it's disappointing but (laughs) the older oh that is it's just just a number i mean uh, below 18 but it yeah, is yeah, a number yeah. don't do that but once they turn 18 <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. no um so that is our last question for you sadly however this has been once again a really great podcast oh you're back we missed you we missed you i don't know what the hell just happened but it started like flashing well you were like stuck you were like frozen and but we didn't really like you, it just looked like you were listening very intently yeah you were like Until, i was like trying to text mj like uh my computer just and what it did it was said my internet was unstable and which is weird because it's connected that's so funny and i'm like uh do you want us, do you want to announce who the next uh, guest is going to be on this one or a second portion? Go ahead, you can, we can do it now. All right, so our day two anniversary episode after Harlow is Adriana Locke, and <gasps> we are super excited to and stoked to talk about her. We, um, really fun. I love her books, CB loves her books, so we're super I just excited. finished the Gibson Boys series and I'm obsessed. so we're super hyped to talk to her but harlow thank you so much for joining us this was awesome and uh, we hope you have a great day thank you you too thanks for having me as always and happy anniversary thank you